everyone and welcome back to episode two of the Honest True podcast. So firstly, I just want to say a huge thank you to anyone who has listened to the first podcast and has taken the time out of their day just to message me about it and to share it too. It's been really emotional reading through all of your messages and just kind of even crazier the amount of you had said that it resonated so much with them just with the last podcast. We live in this era of like mental health matters and it's okay to talk yet so many of us are keeping like so much hurt and pain inside us and we're still afraid to just speak our truth and tell our story so I'm hoping that the more podcasts that I do uh, we can come a small bit closer to genuinely normalizing speaking about our issues and if I can give one person the confidence to speak up and not be afraid of being labelled weak or damaged or you know anything like this then my job is done and this podcast I think would be a success. So following on from my last podcast I just wanted to continue on a little bit with my story and basically try and explain how I managed to turn it around for myself. So I mentioned in the first one that I wasn't really sure how I got to where I am and I kind of meant that in a sense that there was no like light bulb moment or like an aha I'm fixed moment but more so that I just look back over the last two years and realize somewhere along the way I managed to transform myself into a completely different person and just give myself a much better quality of life. So I'm hoping just by like me going through the last two years of my life that you might be able to take some little nuggets of info and maybe apply them to your own life to help yourself. So in 2019 or 2019 something happened that led me to locking myself into a hotel room bathroom and using a razor to slice my body to shreds. I had cuts all over my forearms, my shoulders, my chest, my stomach, my legs and I sat underneath the shower in the bathroom in an attempt to bleed out. And thankfully I managed with the help of those present, obviously I'm not going to name names, but to bring myself around. But the next morning I had to wake up and face what I had done. And I think every other attempt that I had done at hurting myself or anything was always done with pills. So there was no aftermath from those. I just woke up and even though I was in hospital, like I was fine. I wasn't in any pain. I could go home from these attempts and forget it ever happened uh, because there was no proof. And if you've ever had to deal with the mental health system in Ireland, you'll know that it's absolutely shocking. So there's never any follow up. If you go in, if you get admitted into hospital with a suicide attempt, a psychologist will see you the next morning or, you know, whenever you come around, uh, she will ask you, you know, why did you do what you did? How you feel now? Grand. And because I turned around to her and I said that I regretted it, that was it. Uh, there was no follow-up to any of my attempts ever and I was just released and there was never any follow-up. So I was just free to forget but this time was different. I had to get a bus back from Dublin and there was blood coming through my jumper and my jeans. I only had a grey jumper and a light pair of jeans with me and I had no bandages or plasters or anything to cover the cuts up so I just had to throw on the clothes that I had and sit in the bus back from Dublin where obviously it didn't really have time to heal so the blood was coming through and I had to sit there in the pain and I could not escape from what I'd just done and for the first time I couldn't pretend everything was fine and I had just started off as being a PT and I had to go into the gym 
midsummer, so it was hot, in a t-shirt. I couldn't cover it up with scars all over my arms. And like this was, you know, two or three days after this had happened. And try and sell my clients and all the other gym goers because like they were very, very visible. So everyone was asking me, Jesus, what happened to you and stuff? And I had to, I made this story up of how I fell off one of those rickshaw thingies in Dublin when I was drunk and I slashed my arm on like the Lewis tracks and that. And actually for some reason I had sold some people that story and then for people who didn't really know me that well or knew that like or knew that I wasn't in Dublin or didn't know that I you know was potentially in Dublin that I had fallen off a horse into a ditch and you know cut my arms in branches and stuff um but every time I had to lie about this I was faced with the guilt and the shame of what had actually happened and you know, I, I don't know if any of anyone actually did believe me or if anyone thought something was a bit sus. I'd say those closest to me could potentially put two and two together and this will make a lot of sense to them now. And I am sorry for lying. But anyway, I knew that this couldn't happen again and that I'd taken it too far this time. So part one of me getting my shit together was therapy. And I always knew that I should have probably gone to therapy or I should go to therapy. Um, my grandmother and some social workers tried to make me go as I grew up, but I just couldn't face it. I didn't really understand what therapy was, to be honest. So I, I didn't see the point in it. I just thought I could handle everything myself. And I had this idea in my head that if I had gone to therapy, that would definitely mean that there was something wrong with me. And I so desperately didn't want anything to be wrong with me. So I never went. But I could not avoid it anymore. And even making that phone call to book an appointment terrified me. But I did it. And fuck me, do I be raging at myself for not doing it sooner. Like, bar the fact that I almost puked with nerves in the waiting room. And, like, I couldn't really get my sentences together out for the first 20 minutes. But I loved it. I came out of that first session feeling liberated. And for the first time in my life, I actually felt proud of myself. Like, I'd never done or I'd never actually done anything in my life to help myself, not in the long term. So for once, I'd actually gone and done something hard that I knew was going to help me and it felt unreal. And I went for four months every second week and I loved every session. And the more I went, the more confident I left every session. And it was kind of very, like, it was very weird. I'd be a big believer in the universe now, more so in the sense that I think the universe will give you situations that you need in order for you to wake up and live your life okay but while all this was happening I didn't think too much into the universe or you know I didn't give it any thought and I'm not religious in the slightest so but I was getting handed situations that I needed to go through in order to really get the most from therapy and like one session my therapist asked how did you think I would react if I was in a room with my mother like just me and her and I said I didn't know like I would have to like I would like to think that I would remain in control of myself and my emotions but it was hard to know because I hadn't seen the woman in more than for more than like five seconds you know maybe passing her on a street or in a shop in eight years I hadn't you know been in close contact with her for eight years and I hadn't actually spoken a word to her in eight years so it was very hard for me to actually know how I would react and that very week after I left that session a situation happened completely out of my control, completely out of my mother's control, that meant me and her were in the same room, just the two of us, for the first time in eight years. And I literally ran back into therapy. I was so excited because I couldn't wait to tell my therapist what had just happened. Like, 
and like the entire time I was like imagine that like he had just asked me how I think this would happen and then I the exact same situation happened and I got my answer anyway and I used it to work through more stuff and figure myself out even more but just as these situations were happening like and that wasn't the only one there was loads and whether you want to call it the universe god fate you know or maybe you just call me delusional but whatever this kind of stuff had been happening all my life and I was being triggered left right and center in my 20s because the universe was literally saying to me for fuck's sake shade will you just wake up and have a look at yourself sort your fucking shit out like and looking back now yes like maybe small details and stuff in the situations were very different but I have gone through the same type of situation with groups of friends you know with boyfriends with everything and I literally took nothing from it and it was literally now looking back you may think I'm deluded but it's me being like or the universe being like get your fucking shit together so most people like struggle obviously to do that to take situations being given to them and really understand what the message is and that's because it requires you to be honest with yourself so no blaming your husband your boyfriend your girlfriend your mom your dad your friends but just looking at yourself and saying it's my fault I'm in pain nobody else's mine like yes my mother gave me shitty coping mechanisms and taught me that the way to get attention and to deal with problems was to hurt myself and pay the victim that's not my fault but it was my fault for not doing anything with it and it was my fault for not fixing myself. It was my fault for trying to cover up my problems with drink and food and, you know, anything else that could make me feel better momentarily. But it's hard being that honest with yourself. But I had no other choice. I was sitting on that bus with nowhere to go but to sit and look at the blood that was slowly sleeping through my clothes in public and realised that I had myself or I myself had done that. I couldn't blame people for triggering me anymore. It was my responsibility to make sure that that had never happened again. So part two, reading. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I love books and you'll you'll also know that I wasn't always a reader. I struggled big time first, but I noticed them and it was all the people I looked up to, all the people I looked at and I said, oh, you know, I wish I could be more like them. They seem to have their shit together or whatever. They all read books or they listened to them at least. So I tried to make it a habit. And while I was in therapy, I was reading Anthony Robbins or Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. And I'm not sure if it was just because of the timing of it all with me being in therapy as well, but no other book I have read since then has made such an impact on me. And it literally took me eight months to read the fucking damn thing, but every single page helped me. And I learned so much from that book. And I've read possibly maybe 30, 40 books since then. And the knowledge I have gained about myself, about friendships, about relationships, about other people's behaviour, about business, about life, it's unmatched. And you can listen to podcasts and you can go to therapy, but you're seriously shutting yourself off from so much knowledge if you don't read or, you know, listen to audiobooks. And if you can listen to this podcast, you can listen to an audiobook. So my suggestions are obviously the book I mentioned just there and Loving What Is by Byron Katie and I would really suggest that getting that as an audiobook even if you are an avid reader because she takes like excerpts from some of her seminars and you can just hear obviously the raw emotion because there's conversations with real life people and what they're going through and it'd be very hard to get that same you know powerful impact through a book and trying to read those conversations like you can hear the raw emotion in their voice and it just makes it very very powerful um it's also probably a good time to plug my insta and say to go look at my book highlight which i actually might update 
one of the days but if you need more inspo there is a load of books on that and just small you know bits of reviews and stuff about what they're about so if you need anything that could help you go look there but I mentioned just there that I got into reading because people I looked up to were doing it and role models are so important people don't realize this enough I think it's this thing that we're taught as children you know have a role model but as we grow up we seem to just forget that role models are actually very important and I'm not talking about famous people or people with loads of things but you know people's behave like who behavior you like people who act how you want to act and live how you want to live and Sinead Hegarty and Paul Morse are two people I genuinely one day would love to thank because I have learned so much from them both and they're two very normal people they're no extraordinary talents or genetics or they're not made from money but two people that have worked hard on themselves and created a life that they loved and I looked at them and I thought well if they're you know ordinary people why can't I do that and if I can do it then you can do it my biggest problems that I faced were my triggers and overcoming my learned coping mechanisms and learned behaviours if you're unaware of the word trigger we all have triggers okay certain situations or emotions that arise that your body recognizes as negative and it generates a huge uncontrollable response okay and my main trigger is conflict and more specifically just for example is someone coming at me for something that I didn't do all my life I had to deal with being blamed for things and being that person that my mother took everything out on so even when I didn't do anything I would still get the brunt of it now as we go through life we're obviously going to get blamed for stuff we didn't do or have someone shout at us or take a tone with us just because they're in a mood or they're going through their own shit and like the normal response is obviously you know not to take a personal but I take this very personal a small change in someone's attitude towards me and my defense goes up and I'm still trying to figure out all of my triggers um we all have triggers you know that can create a small emotional response or much much larger ones like my 2019 stunt but the important thing is to be able to be aware of when your emotions start to change okay when you get that anxious pit in your stomach or like a burning rage or the need to grab a drink or overeat on food and when you've become that aware you can pinpoint the exact situation that's causing it and then you know bring that to therapy or journal on it or you know, do something that will help you figure out why that situation is triggering you. Is it because, you know, you had to deal with it in your childhood? Did you feel neglected or hurt the last time something like this happened? And working through it or working through what is causing you to fire up will give you back control to yourself. And like I said earlier, it's all about being able to take responsibility. And if we can't catch ourselves before we lose control, you know, what chance are we actually giving ourselves? And the next thing I had to sift through was my learned behaviours and coping mechanisms. And we, most of us get these from our parents. I mentioned this in the last podcast, unless, you know, somewhere along the way we learned something new. And if there's one thing my mother was good at, it was deflecting responsibility and playing the victim. And when I say she threw tantrums, she threw tantrums like a toddler would. And... I've actually told this story to quite a number of people because, you know, you can play it off very lightheartedly. But there was one time, I think I could have been about 10, maybe 10 or 11. We were over in America visiting my mother's friend. 
and we were coming home and we were in we had a stop over in uh, Chicago airport and we went to Starbucks and we were trying to get hot chocolate and my mother wanted marshmallows for her hot chocolate and they had no marshmallows well my god you would swear the world had just ended because fucking Starbucks had no marshmallows and she went on and on and on and on and on about these fucking marshmallows and at 11 years of age I turned around to her and I said will you shut the fuck up about fucking marshmallows and at that she left me her 11 year old daughter in the middle of Chicago airport and stormed off just left me there so I just made my like I'd be quite I was quite a mature child would say because I had to deal with a lot but I just made my way to the gate and I just sat there and waited for her but she then we had like a you know those big four five foot long pillows that you can get we bought one of those in America and it wouldn't fit in the school cases so we were carrying it and she put it between us on the flight home her 11 year old daughter this woman is in her 40s so when I say she played the victim she played the victim so of course I then learned that when we don't like situations we blame and we cry and we play the victim and I also learned then to turn that inward uh, which is weird as it sounds it's something I am you know a bit grateful for because I took my mother's hurt jade quite literally and I in turn hurt jade but you know for some they push that outward and they hurt other people now my actions obviously did in turn hurt other people but never physically thankfully and although I used to think I was you know pure cool (laughs) getting involved in fights in secondary school even though I hated conflict and the feeling I would get you know, being involved in fights and having contact would literally make me stick. But we stick with what we know, even if it hurts us. But even just becoming aware and understanding why I had resorted to these behaviours helped me overcome them. Instead of pretending that I wasn't capable of doing any of these things and ignoring that I was doing them, because, you know, that would mean there's something wrong with me and I couldn't admit that, just knowing that there was a reason for doing what I did. Like, I knew I had no other option. You know, I didn't know any better. And if you do things and after you think, why did I just do that? You're more than likely, or you've more than likely just learned that. And you learned that somewhere along the way that by doing that particular action, it was going to help you with your problem. But what you can learn, you can unlearn and replace, which opens you up to a whole new possibility of new healthy behaviours that you can put in place instead. And finally, as a PT, all I do is see people struggling with their diet and with exercising regularly. And if you simplify that down, essentially, they struggle to look after themselves. And that is because somewhere along the line, you have lost the value or the want to value yourself. If you ask, you know, almost anyone what they value the most, a lot of people will say health. A lot. Yet, a lot of people struggle to be healthy. And people actually have a very skewed perception of what healthy is. Health is more than just eating fruits and vegetables and going for a run. You have a lot of different aspects of health, including, you know, social and psychological, which means in order to be classified as healthy, your head needs to be good. Like, it's so, so, so easy to eat well and exercise regularly when you're feeling good. But people fluctuate between moods so easily. And a big cause of this would be being unaware of their triggers. They get triggered by a small event and they, you know, let that run amok in their head and it continues on for days. So that's another, you know, important reason 
to learn to identify your triggers. But anyway, back to valuing yourself and your health. You can't say that you value these things and stuff your face full of shit all day, you know, day in, day out. You can say you value these things when, you know, you'd much rather be a vegetable on the couch and watch Netflix for the entire day than go out for a walk or do a workout. And you can't say that you value these things if you refuse to look at what's bothering you in your own head. So somewhere along the way, you have lost the value for yourself. And, you know, when you get that back, it's so easy to actually do the things that you say you want to do. And, you know, valuing yourself includes being nice to yourself, okay? Looking in the mirror and saying, geez, my arse looks savage today, or, you know, wow, my hair looks very healthy. Not like, oh my God, look at me, I'm a slob. But I think, you know, a lot of us, we make running jokes about ourselves all the time. So our friends and our social media is everywhere. And we make a laugh out of our own insecurities, you know, which is something we all need to stop. Like, stop being mean to yourself. You as a person are worth everything that you think you desire, even if you think it sounds stupid. A lot of us are afraid of, you know, saying our dreams out loud, you know, in case other people hear them because we think that they sound silly. And that is literally because that you yourself don't believe that you deserve them. But you are worth the hard work that it takes to sort your head out. And you're worth the love that you think that you don't deserve. And you are worth a better life. Everyone is. But you have to be honest with yourself and you have to start valuing yourself as a person. Like I would never wish anyone to be as deep as I was but the hard truth is a lot of us are and people might not have the exact same you know problems or acting the exact same way but then feelings of self-hate and pain are all there you know deep rooted in a lot of us so stop blaming the world your childhood your crazy traumatizing ex-boyfriend and just look at yourself in the mirror because you are the cause of your own pain and it's fucking great And you know why it's fucking great? Because if you are the cause of it, then you can be the one to fix it and create a great fucking life.